0: The fundamentals are holding the Red Sox back. The frustration continues for the Boston Red Sox as the team dropped the first game of the series against the Houston Astros. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, the show where you never really know what you're going to get. This show is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. Here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code Locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs, bird dogs off. We promise you. Welcome to the show. What a frustrating one today is. Although you might not want to do it right now, don't forget that you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball. Just download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and you will catch the Nesson broadcast for every Red Sox game. As frustrating as it is, sometimes we still want to keep up with what's going on in the games. But I've already said the word frustrating twice in this short period of time that this show has gone on today and that's the word i can use to describe monday night's game against the astros i mean it just a huge frustration in a game that was absolutely winnable i'm going to be breaking it all down on today's show as well as sharing a little bit of good news that fans might be happy about regarding a key player returning to the Red Sox today. Very exciting news. And then finally going over just an update on Jaron Duran. There has been some new movement in that story since yesterday when I talked about it on the show. So lots to get through today, but honestly, it's the same mistakes over and over again for this Red Sox team. They can't master the fundamentals of baseball. They're constantly making the same mistakes over and over again. Monday night's game was winnable. It started off really strong on a high. Alex Verdugo with a great at-bat to start the game. That resulted in a double. Adam Duvall hits a three-run homer in the first inning. I was super excited. So it had promise early on. Christian Javier was on the mound for the Astros and he really has not had that great of a season and he's absolutely a beatable pitcher and he showed that on Monday night too. He did not have the best stuff, was not throwing strikes consistently in the game, but he still managed to get it done because again, the Red Sox offense was inconsistent. They legitimately... Left so many runners on base, 11 total base runners were stranded, and they went three for 18 with runners in scoring position. That is just so unacceptable. When you have that many chances offensively and you can't get the job done, there is a problem. And I thought after the win they had on Sunday in dramatic fashion at Yankee Stadium, That they would carry that momentum into the game on Monday night and just the good vibes they had in the locker room after Sunday's game. I thought that would carry over into Monday's game, especially knowing how important every game now is moving forward if they want the slightest chance at a wild card spot. But no. They had to just drop back into their old ways, and they had base runners in almost every inning and could not score them and take advantage. They only scored one more run after the Duvall three-run home run, and that was on a weak ground ball that Yoshida hit to first base that scored a run, which, I mean, yeah, sure, I'll take it, but they needed to do more with the inning, and they just couldn't get that big hit last night, and it was beyond frustrating to watch And not only that, but it's the mistakes that they continue to make in the field. Multiple players made mistakes on Monday night. Two misfielded plays by Devers on ground balls that he should have been able to make the play on. One, he just bobbled it and couldn't even make a play on it. And the other one, he just had a complete misthrow to second base. So his defense has been such a liability. I believe he's gotten better defensively this season than he's been in the past. And at the beginning of the season, his defense started off really strong and he was making really good plays, but now he seems to be slipping back into that habit of not having strong defense. So eventually he likely will turn to a full-time designated hitter He needs to get a little bit better and more consistent at the plate before that does happen. But the back half of that contract, I expect him to primarily be a DH and we won't really have to see him play a lot of defense, but that's such an issue. Catcher's interference was called by Reese McGuire early on in the game. That has been called pretty frequently this season, but it was blatant from the replay that it was catcher's interference. He needs to learn and no better than that, especially when Umps are calling it more now. It needs to be something that catchers are buckling down on. He just did not have a good game defensively at all either. Um, Yoshida had a ball that he could have caught. Maldonado hit a double ultimately against the wall and ended up hitting the wall and bouncing off of it. But Yoshida could have made the play. It was a catchable ball. So that was on him. And then there was another play in the field where there was a blooper that fell between Urias and Verdugo. Someone has to catch that. That is the type of ball that should be a routine play for one of the two of them. I don't care who it is. Just somebody catch the frigging baseball. That was not a hard play to make. But the Red Sox make these things look hard. And it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable. They just can't do the little things right. And sometimes they slip back into a mode where they look like they are a little league incompetent baseball team. How do you not make these simple plays in the field? I mean, come on. These are the things that they need to be able to do if they want to win games. And these are the things that separate them from being a contending team or not. So many teams have bad games because they can't hit. Or their pitchers don't pitch well. And that was also another factor in Monday night's game for the Red Sox. But you can't just make the situation worse by giving free outs to a team like the Astros, who already have a lethal lineup as it is, and make opposing pitchers work. And you're telling me the Red Sox are going to just hand them extra outs? No, that is completely unacceptable and cannot happen. So they need to figure out the defensive situation. I've been saying this all season long, and that comes down to coaching. Why does this team look not disciplined and completely clueless on certain plays in the field? It absolutely blows my mind. And to make matters worse, the pitching in the game was just not good. James Paxton had what was one of his worst starts of the year, Only got through four innings, gave up six earned runs with three walks and recorded four strikeouts and gave up a homer. He just could not get it together, did not have command of the zone, could not figure out what pitches he should be throwing when. And the Astros were just all over him right from the get go. He could never find consistency where he was able to pitch well. And for the four innings he was in the game, They just kept stringing together hit after hit after hit. And granted, like I said, his defense did not help the cause, but he certainly did not look good at all in the game. Chaz McCormick hit two home runs, so that didn't help the Red Sox at all either. But Paxton, I mean, he's generally been pretty consistent this season. He's had an ERA of about 350, give or take, for the whole season, Which is fine. In his last three starts in August, he gave up four runs to the Blue Jays, zero to the Royals, and then two at the Nationals. So it's not like he's been significantly struggling. This was just an abnormal start for Paxton, and he was pulled from the game way earlier than desired. Chris Murphy came in and was able to get through the next four innings, which If there's any bright spot to this game at all, it's that he was able to allow the rest of the bullpen to rest. So now their best bullpen arms will be available for the rest of the series, which is nice. But Murphy did not look overly sharp, gave up seven hits in four innings and back-to-back home runs that he gave up, which ultimately opened the game up for the Astros. They were up 7-4 and then all bets were off at that point with the back-to-back home runs. He recorded four Ks. Um... Chris Murphy, you know, I like him overall. I just don't think he's quite there yet. And on Monday night, he just did not fully have it, but he was able to pitch effectively enough to the point where he didn't have to get pulled. So if that makes any sense at all, I mean, yes, he gave up seven hits, but the damage was not incredibly detrimental. I mean, he did give up the back-to-back home runs, but the majority of the damage was done by Paxton when he was pitching. So Murphy was able to maintain at least some level of consistency so that he could allow the rest of the bullpen to rest, which is going to be huge for the rest of the series. So just have to move on and try to win Tonight, I asked for the Red Sox to please get a split in this series before it started. I'm not expecting much more than that, but geez, these miscues and mistakes that just should not be happening need to get figured out if they want to be taken seriously. I mean, come on. Such a frustration. Coming up, I'm going to be discussing some good news, try to lighten the mood a little bit here and maybe give Red Sox fans something that they actually can get excited about since that game did not provide us anything to be excited about. Are you looking for more comfortable attire? I know I always am. I'm always looking for extra clothes to work out in or just veg in on my couch when I'm watching TV. Bird Dogs is the way to go. They make you look good. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. The thing is, they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. These don't restrict you. They allow you to move around really easily. And they come in a lot of different colors and styles as well. They use an anti-stick sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long, which is absolutely huge. For the summer, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I truly promise you that you won't. My boyfriend and my parents all recently purchased bird dogs attire and they wear it constantly. So it really is a worth your while investment. Don't forget that you can catch every pitch of every Red Sox game on the Sirius XM app. Just download the app and search Red Sox and you will catch the Nesson broadcast for every game. They will have you covered highly recommended for people like me who always want to be in the loop and not miss anything. Speaking of not missing anything, Tanner Houck has missed quite a bit of time this season. He last pitched in June against the Yankees before he was nailed with a pitch and then had to be taken out and has since been on the IL and recovering his last start on June 16th was against the Yankees. He pitched four innings that day and gave up four hits in one run. The Red Sox absolutely smoked the Yankees 15 to five that day. So it was a, Fun outcome of the game, but not such a fun situation because Hauk was out and we weren't sure how serious it was or how long it was going to be. But the Red Sox ended up dodging a bullet there and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So he's back. Today is Tanner Hauk day. He is expected to start two nights. It's very exciting. His 2023 stats prior to going to the IL were not bad. 5.05 earned run average three and six record with 64 strikeouts. He struggled a little bit at the Diamondbacks and versus the Rays, giving up four runs in each of those starts. So what we've seen from Houck so far hasn't been super dominant, but hopefully since he's recovered from the injured list and has come back, he can come back and be an essential part of the rotation because, I mean, geez, this team needs it right now, especially with that rough start Paxton had and Chris Sale still trying to get back into the swing of things. Having that arm like Tanner Houck, who's a proven starter and has been starting for this team, is going to be huge for the Red Sox. It's very bold of him to come back against the Astros. Like I mentioned before, very lethal lineup. They will make pitchers work, and if you don't have your best stuff They will capitalize, as Paxton learned the hard way on Monday night. You need to be consistent. You need to be able to get out of jams effectively and not just let them continue to pile on when they string together hits, and the Astros are very good at doing that. I am a little bit concerned about Houck's ability to handle a lineup of that caliber in his first start back from the IL, but I have to trust that he knows himself better than anybody else and he gave himself an extra day because originally the red sox were targeting having him start last night and opening the series as the starter but instead of doing that they foregoed it and pushed it back by a day which never hurts giving a pitcher extra rest when they're recovering from an injury is definitely never a bad thing so that's totally fine Maybe the extra day will benefit him. I don't know, but we'll have to see. I'm just hoping that he can hold his own because the Astros will be aggressive at the plate as we've seen. The team will have to make a corresponding move in order for Hauk to be activated. I expect that move to be Chris Murphy getting sent back down to Triple A. I mean, he just has been struggling a lot lately. That outing against Toronto where he gave up six earned runs and just completely fell apart really was tough for him and basically elevated his stats by a lot. He did bounce back versus the Tigers giving up zero runs and then struggled again a little bit at the Nationals where he gave up three runs. I just feel like he's not quite there yet. He needs more time to develop. More time in AAA definitely could benefit him. Um he just needs to figure out more of his command and being able to stay consistent and calm and poised on the mound. And that's just something that you gain over time and with experience. And you see that other pitchers have it and Murphy just doesn't have it yet. I applaud him for being able to go out there and pitch a few innings and really be able to be kind of a middle reliever who provides a lot of innings because that's been huge for the Red Sox bullpen with just how much the bullpen was overworked for a good stretch of the season while they had pitchers injured. So I appreciate that from him. But overall, with where he's at in his pitching right now, I don't feel like he's quite where he needs to be at the major league level so it can only benefit him to send him back down to triple a and give him more reps down there while allowing tanner Houck to come back up and really contribute to this rotation and you know i'm not saying chris murphy won't get another chance i'm sure he will at some point i mean especially if somebody else ends up having to miss some time, or if he really comes a long way in his development, then maybe next year he gets an opportunity to be a more regular part of the Red Sox pen. So I'd like to see him just get sent back down, figure out his game, really figure out what he's comfortable with and then he can come back and contribute. I feel like that move makes the most logical sense. I expect there to be that announcement later on today that Murphy's getting sent back down to AAA. Tanner Houck coming up. Let's hope that he can come out and have a dominant start because – The Red Sox really need it. That's why it was even more disappointing that they couldn't win game one of the series, because now, especially with every game being as important as it is now, there's so much more pressure on Halk to deliver a strong performance so the Red Sox can put themselves in a chance to win game two. So I'm nervous, but I'm confident, so... We'll have to see. But coming up, I'm going to give another quick update on Jaron Duran. There's been some more news on him since yesterday's show when I gave my update. So that's coming up. But don't forget to download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox. And you can catch the home broadcast for every Red Sox game all season long. They have you covered. You know, the playoff push is looking less and less likely by the day. But in case they do end up making a push, you're absolutely not going to want to miss this most important month of the season coming up here in September. So make sure you download the app and search Red Sox and they will have you covered. Make sure also as well to subscribe to Lockdown Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform. New episodes Monday through Friday. It is free. Who doesn't love free? You can listen to the show and get free Red Sox content every day. I mean, talk about being in. That's a good deal, right? So just hit that subscribe button, follow it. Share it with your friends and family. Follow me on Twitter at hurlbut 10 and we can talk more there about just trying to make sense of why this Red Sox team just sometimes has a zero IQ because your guess is as good as mine, and I wish I could tell you because if I could, then I would probably be managing the Boston Red Sox right now, which I am not doing, and I'm going to let the people who are in charge and in those positions figure it out, but figure it out, please. Speaking of somebody who has figured it out this season, Jaron Duran, he's just been a force for the Red Sox this year, been one of the biggest storylines. He's somebody who just improved absolutely drastically at the plate, has been a really key part of the Red Sox offense this entire season on Sunday, he left the game with a toe injury and was replaced by Rob Refsnyder late in the game. Um, Alex Cora said afterwards that the Red Sox didn't expect it would keep him out for that long or didn't think it was that serious. That news was confirmed on Monday. He's currently day to day, but is now scheduled to get an MRI done today, so that is necessary for the Red Sox to really gauge this injury, whether it's something serious that will need an IL stint or whether he can stay day to day and just be reinstated in a couple days. That's all going to come when they get the MRI results. So it's still to be said, but from what people are saying and people around the clubhouse, it seems like it's not that serious. So I'm hoping he doesn't have to miss much time because just as this team is finally healthy and feeling like they have their complete pieces back together. Now there's another issue and Duran is injured now, who is one of their best hitters this season. And one of the biggest reasons why they potentially even have a remote possibility to be in a wild card spot. So those MRI results are going to be huge. And the Red Sox will know how to move forward with the situation once they get those results. But As a result of that, they were talking about calling up Willier Abreu, who is in the Red Sox system right now. He's had a good year in AAA, and it could be worth giving him a shot. I mean, he's an outfielder who's found a lot of success at the minor league level. In 2023, he's taken 299 at bats and has scored 67 runs, strung together 82 hits with 11 doubles, one triple, and 22 homers. And he also has 65 RBIs and eight stolen bases. So he really can do a lot of different things. He's fast. He's versatile. um, Has taken 59 walks. Has a 274 batting average and 391 on base percentage. So those are good numbers. He's been having overall a pretty successful season in AAA. So it's like, why not give the guy a shot? I mean... If the IL stint doesn't happen for Duran and they conclude that he's just day-to-day and he'll be fine, then I don't think the call-up happens because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They can just have Duvall just pick up the workload and center until Duran is able to come back. And that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. But if the IL stint does happen And Duran's out for a little bit more of an extended period of time, and we're not sure how long that's going to be. Then, yes, I'd encourage them to try to call up Abreu because the kid deserves a shot. And what better time than to see what he can do than when a key starter is injured and you could bring somebody up who maybe provides a new spark to the offense that could help with that last month of the season to really put the Red Sox in the best position they can be to succeed. And then you will know if you have a piece for the future or not. So I'm all for calling up a Brayu. There hasn't been a whole lot of movement on it because ultimately, like I said before, I think it's dependent on those MRI results and whether Duran is going to be able to return quickly or not, because if not, I do think they make the move and they go with Duval picking up a lot of the workload, and then Abreu could come in and show what he can do um, if Duran is going to be out for an extended period of time. I'm always for getting new faces in. When you have guys in your minor league system waiting to come up and get their shot, you have to give them that shot, and especially with where the Red Sox are at. They are now four games out of a wild card spot because the Mariners absolutely mowed over the White Sox last night, so that's disappointing. And four games isn't insurmountable, but with how inconsistent the Red Sox are, it could be difficult to gain that ground at this point, this late in the season. So why not give the guy a shot if Duran goes on the IL, see what he can do. And if he's somebody who provides a lot of value, then maybe you find out how to, you know, work him in more next year and look at the outfield situation and see what you have to work with and then try to fit him in more. So I only see benefits to that for the Red Sox. I obviously hope that Duran comes back sooner rather than later and that this isn't anything serious. And the MRI tells us that because this team needs Jaron Duran. He provides such a spark offensively with his speed and his ability to just turn singles into doubles and just is hitting in all different parts of the ballpark now and looks a lot more confident at the plate. So they do need him and the importance of Duran to this team for maybe slight potential chance of a playoff run is more important to me than calling somebody up. But if that has to be the case and he's going to be out for an extended period of time, give the guy a shot. Why not? The worst that could happen is he just doesn't perform and then they just, you know, try to work with him and see if they can grow him into somebody who can be an asset next year. So that's up to the Red Sox to decide if they want to commit to that, if they want to call him up or not. But those MRI results after today that Duran is getting will determine how they move forward with the situation. Don't forget, once again, you can follow Locked On Red Sox on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox. And you can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts for free Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt. Keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.